Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. And um, today is a tough episode. It's a tough episode because I'm going to talk to you here for a minute because I um, I've had a lot of emotions. I'm very emotional, and I think like. A lot of other people in this city, I'm in pain. Um, not because like I've been physically hurt. And I'm not in mourning for any one person today. Today I'm in pain for my city. I'm in pain for all of the people who are hurting tonight and who are displaced and who are hungry and who are scared because of a stupid, senseless act. And... I'll go back. So December 25th, Christmas morning, I am uh, helping my two boys open presents. They're five and seven, so I'm in the whole full dad mode, seven, 6.45, 7 o'clock in the morning. And my wife says, hey, something blew up on 2nd Avenue. And I kind of just dismissed it. It's like, you know, random things happen all the time. Cars blow up. There's car fires. Like, nobody did something intentional on Christmas morning, and um, I looked at my phone, you know, maybe 20 minutes later, I looked at my phone, and I started seeing pictures, and I went to Twitter, and I was like, oh my God, like in my heart, absolutely sank. Um, I thought, how many how many people are dead? Like, the, there's no way, this is a, people live there, like there's no way, they're gonna start finding bodies like crazy. This is horrible. I don't even know what to say. This is so bad. And uh, so I started texting some people, texted some friends who had businesses down there. Um, one of them, who was my guest today, uh, Demetrius Kelly from The Melting Pot and um, Rodizio. And after texting a few people, hearing that, hey, no, we're okay. Like, you know, building seems like it's a total loss. We don't really know. It's still early. We obviously can't get down there. All those type things. I kind of felt okay. And I was like, all right, nobody was hurt. Let's go on with the holiday. And after doing that, um, we're here three days later. Three days later, a lot of information. I'd say a a little bit of information. I think what we know is that that whole block down there is completely um, just gone. I mean, there's a suicide bomber. And um, there's no other fatalities and um you know that whole second that half of second avenue is just pretty much gone and and that's you know how am i feeling today i think the word and i've done a lot of searching on this because i don't feel the same as a normal like bombing like i don't feel like like this tragic like senseless lives were lost i almost feel grateful I almost it's it's hard but I'm trying to find gratitude in this whole thing. And it's a weird kind of grateful because I'm I'm not as angry as I thought I would be. Is there anger? Yes. Yes. I'm I'm there's definitely some anger in there. Um but I'm so grateful that I'm not going to be going to any funerals. And 
I'm grateful for the memories that I have of Second Avenue. Um, I saw a post from Amanda Virgilito on Facebook, and she was talking about some of the memories that she had on Second Avenue. And I used to go and cruise Second Avenue when I was like 16 years old. I got my first car, and we used to go downtown. Now, a lot of you probably don't remember this. A lot of you are like, yeah, man, that was the time. Because you drive down Broadway, and you make a left on Second Avenue, and then you would drive all the way up to Union, and you go back down Fourth, and you kind of do this whole loop. And you just do it back and forth. But like, I had this Nissan Sentra when I was 16, and I bought a Jeep CJ5. And man, I used to wash this thing. I'd watch the weather. And this wasn't like you could just go to your phone. I had to like wait and watch the weather to see if it's going to rain. So I'd take the top off so we could go cruise Second Avenue. Um, I grabbed some friends. Uh, you know, sometimes you would go and you'd park in the Commerce Street garage. So you could go downstairs and kind of grab some Sparrow. You would sit outside on the corner right there at Commerce Street. You would flirt with girls. We used to smoke cigarettes outside. We thought we were just the coolest things in the entire world. Uh, I used to be in a band when I was in high school. And this is a very loose term for band. I was the singer. I'm doing air quotes right now, singer. Um, I had some friends who were actually talented musicians. And we used to go and busk on 2nd Avenue. We would sit out there. We were like, hey, let's get our guitar. We'll go sit out there. It'd be a cool way to meet girls, right? And we put the, the guitar case. And one night, we got a $100 bill because my uh, buddy, Paul Simpson, who was the guitar player, he played, um, I think it was Crazy Train for a, a drunk guy that came out of like one of those bars. And he gave us a $100 bill. And it was like the, the biggest day uh, of our lives. It was amazing. And... Um, I remember learning how to swing dance. I, mean, I wasn't really good at it, but like I remember going to a place called the Havana Lounge, which was up top of Buffalo Billiards. And back in the day, Buffalo Billiards was a really cool place. Tons of pool tables, darts. They had a, a shuffleboard. But upstairs was a really cool cigar bar called Havana Lounge, and they played swing music, and it was really, really my thing. I really liked it uh, when I was a teenager. And um, I used to go see my good friends Mile 8, when they were a band, used to play at Windows on the Cumberland so many nights. Uh, we would go to the beer cellar, and we would play foosball or darts or pool or just listen to the jukebox, um, drink. I was really introduced to craft beers from the beer cellar. Um, recently, we had a, an outing. We, we played laser tag. We had a kid's birthday party at the laser tag right there and all the dads were like hey we're gonna run over and we all ran over to hooters to grab beers real quick because the, the all the wives were playing with the kids and laser tags all the guys like snuck out to go to hooters to have a beer and you know these little you could just do that you're right there you could play a laser tag you run over to hooters um there's just so many nights on second avenue most recently we had dinner at the old spaghetti factory um they had, they had like an actual caboose. I think it was a caboose. It was like a dining car, like an actual train car inside the restaurant. And um, the boys, my two little boys got to go and we had dinner inside the, the I call it the caboose. Um, and I, I could go on for hours. I'd go on for hours and hours on end. Um, parties at the Jack Leg, Speakeasy, BB Kings, being a sales rep, spending all that time walking into all those buildings um 
the melting pot and Rodizio opening those restaurants, working with BB Kings, I can I can get in and out of all of those restaurants in every possible way. And uh, it's just something that, you know, you've lived I've lived here for 33 years and it's just a part of my life. So today I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the memories that I have of Second Avenue. And I'm grateful that I live in Nashville because this city is so damn resilient and I can't wait to see how we grow back because I think it's going to be bigger and stronger and everything is just that whole second avenue is just it's it's sad these historic buildings but they may have to demolish them and build up I don't know what they're going to put there but Nashville's only getting better and I'm just I'm hopeful I'm hopeful that it's going to be fantastic and I'm trying not to be sad I'm trying to be grateful and look at the positives, I can't change it. You know, I can't go, I can't change what's happened. So I think we can feel sad. But all I can do is be grateful for what I've done, the memories that I've had. And I know that I live in Nashville and Nashville Strong isn't just a hashtag. Like it's what, it's who we are. Every person that I know in this industry has already reached out to everybody. I mean, Demetrius tell you he had 100 phone calls from people hey man can I come down and help you it's like it's Christmas morning I don't need you to come down the FBI is here you can't come down and help me start cleaning up like when you have to tell people on Christmas morning you can't come down to a like this big war zone and clean up like you know you're in the right place I've seen this time and time again from the floods downtown to the tornadoes to a pandemic to um a recession we've 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 kind of been through everything here and um we're gonna make it back we're gonna be okay i do pray uh for all the people who this is gonna affect it's gonna affect business owners employees people who lost their homes um you know i think about sales reps you know these sales reps work for cisco and us foods and gfs and pfg and creation gardens and all these companies that work with those restaurants that now that's lost income for them too. All of the companies that supply these people, their meats and their food and seafood, all the suppliers for all these companies, everybody, I mean, it, it's, it affects a lot of people down the line. And um, I'm just so thankful that nobody lost their lives. Anyway, I can, I can get on to rambling, but I will tell you what, I'm working on a show right now. We're going to do the Music City Roundup this week and hopefully... Um, we can do something special. We can raise some money to help. Um, and I say it in this episode, but I, I don't have any money. Like I, I wish I had extra money to give to people. I just I don't. Pandemic has been really tough. And uh, if I didn't have sponsors for this show, like it was just the, the people that have supported me have been the most amazing people in the world. Um, I do have some inventory. I have T-shirts. That's really the only thing I can do right now. I have T-shirts and I have hats. So if you guys want to buy T-shirts and hats, I'll donate the money to help whoever I can help right now. Uh, you can do that at nashrestaurantradio.com. Um, it's the only thing I can think of right now before we get to the roundup. In the roundup this weekend, we're going to try and do something special to put some money into the pockets of people who need it the most right now. And I know that's like everybody in the whole city, but really I want to focus on 2nd Avenue. So um, today's episode is going to be with Demetrius Kelly. And Demetrius is the managing partner for both The Melting Pot and Rodizio, which is right at like ground zero. And if you go to um, 
if you go to our Instagram page, the, the video that you're going to be seeing here is going to be um, on our reels and putting up the videos are of inside of Rodizio, the security camera footage of just the restaurant. And then the second the blast happens and direct aftermath, which is absolutely insane. And I just wanted to talk to him. I want to talk to him and kind of find out what we can do, what we could do for the GoFundMe. Um, how do we get those links, which those links are going to be in the show notes on the Anchor app. And I'll also put them in my posts so you can help the staff of Rodizio and Melting Pot and, and many, many others. If you go to GoFundMe.com, check it out. Um, so listen, we, we, I just want to check in with my buddy Demetrius, see how he's doing, see how we can help, hear his stories. And um, it's a quick interview. It's 20 minutes. I've probably talked longer than that. Thank you for listening. Nashville, I love you. You guys are amazing. This city, you cannot keep us down. We are Nashville strong. We're going to be okay. And uh, it's okay to be sad. It's okay whatever emotions you're feeling. But we will we will get through this together. We are all in this together. And we are an amazing city. And um, go find us on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you saw the uh, the picture from this this post talking about this episode. And type in your favorite thing about Second Avenue. I'd love to hear your comment. Something that just some memory that you have of that part of Second Avenue that you want to share with the world. Go find that post. Type it in. I'd love to hear from you. And um, let's jump right in with uh, Demetrius Kelly. Here we go, man. Um, so um, excited. Excited. Sad. I don't know. Uh, it's great to see you, Demetrius. Demetrius Kelly the managing partner for both Rodizio Grill and The Melting Pot, downtown Nashville on 2nd Avenue. You've had an interesting holiday. How you doing? Um, um, yeah, interesting is a you know, word I, I can definitely use for you know, what's going on. I'm doing fine. Um, it has been a, um, a, wild, a wild 48 hours. Um, you know, full of emotional uh, you know, highs and lows. Um, at this point now, what's really kicking in is some determination and a little bit of frustration at the same time. So, Well, let's walk through kind of, um, I've known you for, gosh, I feel like 15 years. I've known you forever. Um, you and your wife, Carrie, yeah. live here in Nashville. Your wife's name is Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. Forget that. Okay. Yep. And you guys have what? Three children now? Or do you have two children? Is it three? Four? How many kids do you guys have? Uh, it's three. It's three children. Three right? kids. Three. Okay. Three. And how long have you been with the the melting pot and uh, Radizio? Um, Just a little I, background. I, um, well, I have been. Yeah. Well, I've been with um, Radizio Grill here in Nashville since its inception. Uh, my business partners are Mark and Carla Rosenthal. Um, you know, started that restaurant location here. Um, but I have been with them and the company since 2001. So it'll be 20 years this upcoming July. So Wow. So you, you've been in that location for a really long time. What was your Christmas morning like? How did you find out about the whole thing? Were you watching the news? Like, did you get notifications on your phone? No. Um, How did you find out? Well, actually... Um, I I um, got a phone call from the alarm company because the motion sensors in the rear of the restaurant, um, you know, um, gave a, a activity warning. So they called me and said, "Hey, 
we have some motion in the rear of the restaurant. And so um, I got that notification from both restaurants within like two, you know, two minutes. So my immediate thought is that you have some people that are being predatory and knowing that restaurants are empty on Christmas day or, you know, breaking in to steal stuff. Um, and I you know, immediately you know, ran to my computer to look at my security cameras and just saw debris. And at that point in time, I realized it was something greater. Um, so I called the landlord who I know, you know, stays in the building above the building and said, Hey, you know, did our you know, grills or hood or, you know, there was that kitchen fire or kitchen explosion. And her response was, no, we just got bombed. And I said, what are you talking about? And, and um, it turned into a conversation of her kind of walking me through the events that, you know, everyone's heard about, you know, the, the exchange of gunfire and then the broadcast announcement, you know, starting at six o'clock, they counted down till 630. And then the ultimate, you know, detonation um, and, you know, more or less her you know, evacuation and escape from the building. So. Um, that was kind of how I, you know, I was informed. And at that point, you know, I'm glued to the TV like everybody else and you know, talking to her and um, just, you know, being caught up on the situation um, and, you know, immediately having to, you know, form, you know, all of the, you know, the 12, you know, the members of management and, um, and leadership team at the restaurant. So, you know, I'm waking up people at, you know, 630 in the morning um, to say, hey, you know, the restaurant is, you know, uh, you know, been devastated by this explosion. So, um, no, not a, a great morning for a lot of folks. So, have you been able to get into the restaurant, or do you know any more information about the actual damage to the restaurant? Nobody was hurt, right? Nobody was hurt. Uh, um, nobody was hurt. You know, thankfully, um, you know, I, I, I had a concern about you know one employee who's a, a key employee who kind of comes and goes and you know, does a lot of early morning work. He'll even come in on holidays. So there was a couple hours of you know me. You know, fretting over him, but you know, I found out that he actually decided to, to you know, not go down to the restaurant up, uh, um, up of his own accord. Um, so that was some you know, relief. But unfortunately, um, it's a crime scene. It's an active crime scene. Um, you know, there's a lot of damage from you know, what we're able to see. You know, using the the security cameras, um, the FBI um, has done you know, very extensive interviews, and you know, um, you know, they brought us in to kind of talk to us from a victim standpoint today and kind of tell us what the current status of the business was, which is um, it's you know, very highly damaged. Um, um, you know, we were at you no know, you know, ground zero for the explosion. So um, they're, you know, they're doing their forensic work right now. Uh, but at some point over the next day or two, uh, the structural engineers will get into the building um, and determine um, its, uh, its viability, which at this point in time does not look very good. So. Did the FBI give you any intel into what they've any? I mean, you obviously were, were questioned as a victim of, of your business, but like, do they give you any insight as to what they've found or what they're thinking or any more information you can share? We have we have as much information as you guys do on the news. You know, they keep that stuff kind of close to the chest until they know you know all you know all the players. But um, you know, the news has been very forthcoming with the information that they have. You know, you still get some speculation mixed in, um, but that's not really, you know, my focus right now. You know, the restaurants can, you know, rebuild, the businesses can be rebuilt. At, you know, at this point in time, it's the 130 plus employees, you know, and managers that we have that we're expecting to come back to work on a Saturday and continue to make money um, and be able to focus on, you know, you know, the Christmas holiday and, um, and their families and they, you know, you know, they're awakened by 
the thought of not having a job and and now you know a new year and you know, rent due in you know six days so um you know, very frustrating time um you know for us that you know everything else you know you know, insurance and you know all those you know, things that you hear about um, are factors that you know we'll try to get um, as you know, organized and streamlined as we can you know, going into a, a new week. You know, um, but the main focus is you know, getting our staff some supplemental support. I mean, the restaurants will try to do w- what we can. Um, you know, we have some really generous you know people, um, some you know very. Um, uh, you know, grateful fans and, you know, loyal followers um, that have donated, you know, to a GoFundMe page that was started for both restaurants by other franchisees, you know, um, and um, uh, the outpouring has been amazing, you know, in the last 48 hours. So, um, you know, if people, you know, I have people call me, ask me, like, you know, what can we do? You know, do you need us to come and help, you know, clean out the building? Now, none of that is necessary right now because we can't even be let in. So if you know, people are looking for a way, you know, to help, you know, going to the GoFundMe pages are the best way because, you know, like I said before, you have a 130 plus employees in between both restaurants that are that currently don't have work. So, do you know what the GoFundMe page links are? And if you're listening to this as a podcast instead of watching it live, um, I am happy to. Um, I'm going to post both of the GoFundMe links into the actual podcast page so from anchor where this podcast is produced if you go there you can see uh both of the gofundme links for both rodizio as well as the melting pot um you give me those but if you know them right now let me just say them out right now i mean you know what the, yeah, you can easily are. just search for um for the melting pot on nashville um or um or nashville a melting pot family or rodizio grill family and they'll take you right to them um you know they're very easy to find I'll make sure that I send you, you know, those links as well when the podcast and um, is over. So. Okay, excellent. And where can we um, to continue to see updates as to how you guys are doing? Is there a web page, uh, yeah, LinkedIn, um, so, Instagram, all that stuff? How can people follow you? Yeah, so you know you can follow the Instagram and the you know, Facebook pages of the restaurants as we have you know, information, um, you know, given to us. You know, we will disseminate the information to you know our family and friends and. Um, and fans. We have a lot of people that are literally, I, I have employees that I haven't seen in 10 years um, that have, you know, that have contacted me, you know, vendors, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, contractors, just, you know, people that have, you know, had an experience, you know, with us. And, you know, when you have a restaurant that's been around for 26 years, you make a lot of friends, you make a lot of family, um, and you have a lot of um, interactions with people. So, you know, we have lots of people that are reaching out to see how they can be of support. And, you know, right now it's, it's a little bit of a waiting game till we figure out exactly how to best utilize that support. Um, but, you know, um, you know, all those things will come in time, uh, you know, for us right now, you know, which I'm going to keep, you know, reiterating, it's being able to support our staff, you know, uh, you know, those people that, you know, that you know, work for us on a daily basis that, um, you know, have income concerns now. Um, but, you know, you know, we'll give that information as, you know, we have it, um, you know, you know, we want to be, you know, you know, clear that, you know, our goal is to get our restaurants to back open, um, you know, be able to, you know, support our staff, you know, be able to have the guests that have come and made their, you know, their special occasions synonymous with our business, 
the opportunity to do that again. We just don't know when that's going to be. So, have you spoke to any of your neighbors? Yeah, um, you know, um, that's that's the one thing. the The videos that they originally showed don't really um, do the scene justice. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff was all overhead. But as you know, we've been able to get some videos and some photos from you know ground level. It, it does look like a war zone. I mean, it's it's shocking. You know, it's not something that you expect to see, you know, on a you know street, you know, in the middle of you know a southern town. Um, it's just not. And so, I mean, um, you know, there's you know tons of structural damage. There's you know the buildings that have no facing and no floors. Um, and you know, you know, some of those you know, small businesses like you know Pride and Glory Tattoo and um, you know and Bartellas. You know, some of those you know, small the storefront the businesses are just not there anymore and so you know we connected with some of our neighbors um uh you know in the, in the epicenter and they're you know they're all reeling from the same kind of thing that you know you know we're doing um that's everybody so you know it's you know really it's um you know those guys need you know support too um you know but it's hard to connect when you're not allowed down there um sure so you know you know as that as the scene is, um, you know, released to us, you know, probably over the next you know, week or so, um, I, I think some of those connections will, you know, be reestablished. Um, but there are some people who lived above that building that literally have no access to, you know, to any of their clothes, to any of their belongings. You know, their whole lives are, you know, in those you know apartments and, um, you know, and homes, and you know, it's a it's a it's a hard time. So. Okay. So. Um, to recap for anybody that's just picked up, if you have any questions, we're talking right now to Demetrius Kelly who's the managing partner for both the melting pot as well as Rodizio, which right now we don't, you haven't been down there yet. You don't know what the, uh, it's pretty much right now. It seems like a loss. Like your goals are to get the thing back up and running. We have no idea. Nobody was hurt in the actual, um, explosion. Uh, you met with the FBI today. They don't. They don't have a whole lot more information for you. What kind of questions were they asking you? Um, you know, primarily, you know, their thing is to to be able to gather information on the crime scene. So, you know, they're they're trying to you know get waivers to be able to you know search property to get you know on the roof because they have to still have some of your consent you know to do that, um, and then to be able to. You know, really just, you know, compile, you know, all the victims of, you know, you know, of the crime, um, you know, and, you know, be a liaison between you and, you know, the insurance companies and stuff. And just, you know, to be honest, you know, to get people some mental help, because, you know, if you're you know person where, you know, this is your life, I mean, I mean, you put 25, you know, 30 years into a you know business or, you know, you know, you put all your, you know, financial earnings into, you know, creating a workplace for others. And all of a sudden, that doesn't exist anymore, you know, especially with all the other things that people have battled in 2020 with COVID and, you know, um, uh, it's a mental strain on you. So, you know, they're also going to reach out to people, you know, to, you know, give some mental health assistance as well. Um, but I mean, I mean, you have to realize that, you know, this is, you know, this thing is not even, you know, you know, two days old. So it's, um, it's, it's adapting to that situation um and just you know being able to um you know to give people you know some some glimmer i don't even want to say hope um of some some direction um because the situation you know is you know is not good i mean um you know you can always you know, look at my personal facebook page 
um, that you can see the like the, inst the instantaneous destruction of you know what's a, a peaceful scene in a closed restaurant, uh, a single flash, and then carnage. You know, just you know, things destroyed. So. So in this situation, you're expected to, I mean, you're, you're obviously looking out for all of your people. You're a leader. You're, you know, somebody who's, who's owning a business. How are you doing? Like, I mean, today, like, is anybody, is anybody caring for you? Like, how are, how are you holding up? Um, well, that's, that's the thing, you know, um, you know, uh, Mark and Carl Rosenthal, um, you know, took a, you know, a, a chance on me a long time ago as, you know, an employee, um, to, to be, uh, you know, a partner in their business. Um, and so, you know, you know, we get to be sounding boards and really lean on each other for support because, you know, if there's an area that, you know, I'm not very strong in, you know, then you know, Mark and Carla will help me. You know, if there's an area that they're not so strong in, you know, I help them. And that's what makes us a good team um, because, you know, I get to focus on the operations. I, you know, I get to focus on the people. And they get to focus on the business side of the business. And then uh, together, you know, we're able to, to like, you know, really make things work. So, um, you know, and we have that strength, you know, for each other, you know, then they have, you know, their son and, you know, I have my wife and my family. And then we just have a host of, 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 of like, you know, it's, it's, it, it was very interesting because, you know, Mark will tell you that, you know, a lot of stuff was super frustrating, but to hear like, you know, my son go, oh, you, you know, oh, I can't have any more pineapple down at the restaurant. You know, those kind of little small things is like, oh, wow. Like, you know, here's a six-year-old, you know, that's frustrated that you know, he can't go to the restaurant to eat right now. You know, um, you know, those kind of things that kind of get you to you. But, you know, all the phone calls have been amazing. You know, all the text messages and things from Facebook and, you know, you know, like literally employees that work for you know, us for six months you know, in college, you know, as a transient, you know, job, you know, reaching out going, like, what can I do? Like, you were the best place, you know, I ever worked, you know, when I was in college. And, you know, these people are, you know, going on to be, you know, engineers and counselors and, you know, law schools and doctors. And to say that a year, you know, in 2004 was, you know, the best point in their life or the best job they have, you know, that makes you feel great about yourself. Yeah, you know, it makes you feel great about the impact that you have. Um, you know, I got a I got a Facebook message from a guest that was like, "Oh, you know, you waited on me, and you know, on you know, when my husband pr proposed, you know, back in the fall of, of like 2002, you know, and like you know, we never forget that." And I was like, "Wow, you know, that's 18 years ago." You know, um, so you know that makes you feel better. You know, you kind of draw on the fact that your focus is getting your people back to work, getting back open, so, so you can keep making those memories. I mean, I'm. You know, <laughs> No, I'm 40. I got 20 more years of trying to do this. Um, uh, you know, now I'm a nine-month-year-old, so you know she's going to expect to have a nice wedding one day. So. <laughs> well, thank goodness nobody was hurt, and it looks like um, yeah. if we keep getting more information, I know I'm eager to um, to learn more about this. What seems to be just a senseless, crazy act. I don't know. I, mean, I really don't know much about it right now of any kind. There's no information out there, but. Um, Anything else you want to say? Anything you want to say to the people out there? I mean, I, I just, I wanted to get your take on what you've no, learned so I, far. I, I, Go ahead. I mean, the the only thing, the only thing I, I, I can say, the only thing I know is that a, there's a person who obviously has some mental instability, you know, in their life. And that, you know, mental health is an important thing. Um, you know, people, you know, people take it for granted. 
and don't discuss it for what it is. And you know, what it is is that there are people out there who need our help. Um, and so, you know, you know, you should look for the warning signs when you interact with people that you know in your personal life that, that goes, that person needs somebody to, to talk to or that person needs a little bit of help because you never know what the capacity of human beings are. You know, they're, you know, human beings have unlimited capacity and that can be used sometimes for great, wonderful things. And then sometimes it can be used for things like this. And so, um, you know, we don't know anything about this guy. I don't really need to know anything about this guy. Um, you know, um, you know, um, you know, all I, you know, all I need, you know, know is that he made a very selfish act um, to you know affect a lot of people. And a lot of people not you know have to pay the price for that. So all we can do is worry about the people that are living, um, and you know, figure out how to move forward from this so that you know people can get back to you know being able to support themselves and support their lives. So that's about the best that we can do. Well, man, thank you so much for coming on today. I don't want to keep you too long. Just to say, I just wanted to hear your take. Um, if you like to help the employees and the staff at Rodizio and the melting pot, please go check out there. Go, go to go fund me and just search Rodizio R O D I Z I O. It's scrolling on the screen right here uh, or the melting pot Nashville and please donate, please help um, support them. I don't have any money. Demetrius, this 2020s killed me. Like I am, I am on fumes, especially with Christmas. I think a lot of people are, but you know what I want to do? Um, I have inventory, so I have a bunch of T-shirts. I've got hats. I've got T-shirts. Anybody that wants to buy a hat or a T-shirt, I will give a hundred percent of uh, any money I make. So you know, fifteen dollars a shirt, whatever, whatever I sold, I'd be happy to donate towards the GoFundMe. If you buy a shirt, just put in the message, put um, Rodizio or Melting Pot, and I will donate all the money to to your GoFundMe. So anybody that that is that is that is. That is very nice of you very much. Thank you, Brandon. As, as the least I can mean, I have this inventory. I have this product. I don't need to make any money on it. But if you guys want to go buy a shirt, if you go to www.nashvillerestaurantradio.com, I'll give anything that I make goes straight to you guys. Uh, it'd be the best I could do because I don't have any money. But the second that you need help or you need hands or you need a voice, if you need to come back on the podcast to say whatever you want, please feel free to reach out because uh, I want to help any way that I possibly can. And God bless you. And thank you very uh, much, sir. Hopefully everything works out and uh, we'll keep in touch. Of course. All right. Well, you guys have a great day. We'll you know, keep you informed as we have more information. Thanks Demetrius.